In the Lab, a Texans podcast that takes a different look at things. Drew Doherty and John Harris have their lab coats and goggles on and the Bunsen burners burning. Here's Drew. Oh, hello there, friends. Welcome into In the Lab. I'm Drew Doherty, and with two hands waving was John Harris. Yeah, there we go. Good to see you, my friend. Last week, John, we talked about coaching, how it might impact the 2021 team. Today, this week, we're going to talk about which guys might be there at 67 overall because you recently did a 66-player mock draft. And for those of you out there going, well, why the hell would anyone do a 66-player mock draft because the Texans are picking at 67? And you wanted to set the table for the folks out there to see who might be available. Well, you do a tremendous article through each and every week or each and every year uh, mock draft survey. And you go find all the different mock drafts. It's tougher, obviously, when you don't have a first-round pick, even more difficult when you don't have a second-round excuse me, second round pick. We at least had one at number 40 last year. And there are a lot of people that do two round mocks. So you can at least get to that pick. Not a lot of people are doing three round mocks and beyond. So your mock draft survey is limited. Yeah, it's, it can be. So it's tough. And so I was like, you know, a lot of people ask me, well, what are they going to do at 67? I'm like, well, okay. (laughs) If this team at 32 does this and this team at 48 does this, and then this team from 57 Trades up to 51. and then, So I said, you know what? Let me just do a 66 team or 66 pick mock draft and see who's available from 67 on down. You know, why not? I mean, what can't hurt, right? Let's, sure. let's just try it and see uh, what we're going to find. And what – I came out of that exercise with Drew, and what I did was I found a player in the Harris 100 at every single position. Now, we, the Texans, have kind of taken to um, – we've kind of taken to really broadening our position declaration. With the Texans, it's quarterback, running back, wide receiver, tight end, O-line. That's it. Now, you know I break it up, quarterback, running back, wide receiver, Weapon X, tight ends, interior line, tackles. That's how I break it up. I was able to find somebody in the Harris 100 at essentially every single one of my positions, meaning I found some tackles, I found some guards and centers. Was there any position that was not no. represented? Well, outside of kicker and punter, which I don't put into the Harris 100, I don't, right. I don't, I don't mess with that. Um, so outside of that, no, there, there, it was pretty much a player at least at every, at every position, even quarterback. At number 94, I have Kellen Mond, the quarterback for Texas A&M. And a guy that may not even be there at 67. I just, I have been 94. I think there are some things that he doesn't do well. He's not as consistent as I like him to be. So I have a 94. Um, there's the, and, since I wrote this and I've made changes to Harris 100, I would throw in there Davis Mills from Stanford as well. I just don't think the Texans uh, will, will go quarterback at number 67. I just, that doesn't, that doesn't feel like a spot they'll do it. I, I do think they'll draft a quarterback. I mean, they've got some day three picks and I do think they'll look at maybe a creative solution at quarterback. Maybe somebody 
you know, kind of a Taysom Hill type, a Cordell Stewart type that's got some slash abilities, can do a number of different things maybe. You know, who's to say? Um, but where I have the most players remaining on the board, Drew, and, I'm, I, and I, I hesitate saying this because I don't know ultimately, because I have so many players there, I feel like there will be players in later rounds. But the one position that I had most players remaining in my Harris 100 was that running back. I had five guys in the Harris 100 that I think could fit at 67. Now, they're, they're 74 and below, but would I be surprised if any of those guys went at 67? No. But what the Texans have done, Philip Lindsay, re-signing David Johnson, signing Mark Ingram, uh, re-upping with Buddy Howe, bringing back Dontrell Hilliard and stuff, Scotty Phillips, I feel like they've really bolstered that position. I do think that a running back is in the mix. but And it could be one of these guys. I got a feeling that one of these running backs, Kenneth Gainwell, Memphis, Chuba Hubbard, Oklahoma State, Ramondre Stevens, Oklahoma, Trey Sermon, Ohio State, Michael Carter, North Carolina, amongst others. I love this running back class. I do think they will take one. And I do think they're going to end up getting a guy that when his name is announced at running back, I'm like, oh, yeah, I like this guy. And – I love this running back class, but that's where I have the most players on the Harris 100 remaining is at running back. The next position. Wait, 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 wait. So Chuba Hubbard might be available in the third round. Oh yeah. There's some people that think Chuba Hubbard might be available in the fifth round. Yeah. If you'd have heard that a year ago at this time, would you, I mean, I know you'd believe it, but it'd be a little bit of a surprise, right? There's no question. And I think what's happened, and I think Chuba did a good job at his pro day running in the 4-4 range to kind of bring people back to, hey, look, the speed and the explosiveness that you knew that he had is still there. You can't get lost in, guy was banged up, had a bad ankle issue. He still got that home run hitting ability. That is there. And, Drew, I, 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 for, there's something telling me that with that second – the second pick the Texans have, which is, I think, 108 or 109, I think, just at the beginning of the fourth round, I think there's a possibility Chuba Hubbard could still be there. And if he's there, I'd, I would, I would, John Harris, I would jump all over it because I think he's the kind of guy that gives you some home run hitting ability, a young player with some tremendous upside. And with the offensive line that the Texans are putting together, James Camp and all line coach, and Tim Kelly stays offensive coordinator. I think you're going to see this team still run the football. And there's no guarantee that, you know, David Johnson didn't play all 16 games last year. Mark, Mark Ingram didn't. You know, Phil Lindsay was banged up and has been banged up at times throughout his career. There's, to me, an opportunity for a running back rounds four, five, six, seven could get in this draft. I think Chuba Hubbard's going to be there at that second pick, Drew. And I would love it if he were a Texan. If you're able to get him in the fourth round, that's a slam dunk. Hey, he's played Absolutely. well. He's played well in this building, NRG, not this building. Yes. I mean, this is my house in Spring Branch, but he's played well in NRG Stadium. Yes, absolutely. Not and that I would needs anything, but you know. No, I, listen. Scotty Phillips had his best game ever at NRG Stadium. Yeah, uh, his first, the first game of the 2018 season. So I would listen. I would love to see a guy like Chuba Hubbard. Thing about it with this with this running back group, Drew, and and I did my tech sags interview today and we're, we're going through top five at the position. And I feel almost, um, 
I don't want I don't know the right way of saying it. I feel weird. It like gives me the heebie jeebies, like, hey, give me your top five guys. I'm like, but they all do different things. And there's so many of these guys I love. Even when you get beyond those guys I have in the Harris 100. You know, we mentioned, I mentioned Chuba Hubbard, he's he's there. Khalil Herbert, Virginia Tech, had a really good senior bowl. Larry Roundtree from Missouri. I really like that guy. JV and Hawkins, Louisville. I think you and I were talking about JV and Hawkins uh, from Louisville. Uh, Kylan Hill, Mississippi State. Elijah Mitchell from Louisiana. Uh, Jarrett Patterson from Buffalo would be fun because he's all about 5'6". Um, so he's smaller, I think, than the two uh, Doherty boys. Uh, Jamar <laughs> Jefferson from Oregon State is a, a zone runner, but he's a banger. C.J. Maribel, Coastal Carolina, um, is like 5'6". He's like pocket dynamite. Chris Evans at the Senior Bowl, I thought had a tremendous Senior Bowl and really kind of was off the radar at Michigan and popped back on with a really good Senior Bowl and a good week and great pro day testing. Deion Jackson from Duke runs in the 4'4 range. There are, is Spencer Brown, UAB, is a bigger back. I mean, there are running backs all throughout this draft that the Texans are going to find somebody. I think they're going to draft somebody, and they're also going to sign an undrafted free agent that are going to get in the mix, and we're going to be like, holy cow, this run game is going to get that much better because of the rookies they're bringing in a running back. Well, let me ask you this then. With all these guys that you think are presumably going to be available, which guys running back-wise should Texans fans just forget? No chance, not going to be available. I'm guessing Etienne. And, yeah, but who are the names? Yeah. You, you mentioned Travis Etienne from Clemson. He's number two on my board at running back. Number one is Najee Harris from right. Alabama. I don't think those two guys – you know, there was, a, there was a thought, you know, when, when all the, the rumors about a, a Deshaun trade were going on back in, you know, late February, early March, and you thought, well, you know, maybe the Texans end up with these picks and, ooh, maybe a running back. I still don't like drafting a running back in the first round, but those two I have probably late first-round grades, late first, early second. Javante Williams from North Carolina is one of my favorite running backs that I've studied. I, I love watching him. I, you know, I, I – as I went through my second revision of the Harris 100, I battled whether I should put Williams ahead of ETN and Harris. Like, is he my number one back? And I just couldn't get all the way there. Uh, but Javante Williams is a tremendous running back. Trey Sermon from Oklahoma is a guy that's in the Harris 100. So he's, you know, he's down to like 80, 80 no, 93, I think. That's kind of demarcation between Harris, ETN, and Javante Williams and everybody else. I think those three are off the board. And if any of those three are sitting there at 67, you either A, need to start doing some digging that there is a background situation that we don't know about, Mm -hmm. that something popped up maybe in the medicals that you need to be doing some digging on. Or if you know they're, they're crystal clean in those areas, they're just falling because that's the nature of a draft, you run that card up there with one of those three guys. I just don't think there's any way that any of those guys get to 67 at all. I think they're top third. They're they're top thirty players, top thirty five players. It would be a minor miracle for them to get to sixty seven. All right. Well, we're going to continue this conversation about guys that are available at this spot. We're going to break it up in the weeks to come. So we stay on the running backs today. Who's there? Who you thought and you described, and who to just forget about Texas. You're not going to get this guy. It's not going to be around. And you're not saying Texans are going with a running back. Around. You're just saying if they want to scratch that itch, yes. those guys are there and available. And I, that's fun stuff. If you haven't had a chance, go check out John's uh, mock draft, 1 through 66. It's always fun. And you got to have the uh, top 100 as your, you know, kind of your mini Bible, your guidebook, 
your roadmap to what's going to happen over the next month, right? Absolutely. Harris 100, it will have a second version, the edited version, if you will, coming out. So make sure you check that out. It should be out in the next, I don't know, week to 10 days. Um, you, you listen, you always have information that comes in, you know, and because, you know, I'm one man operation. Sometimes there are just some players. I'm like, you know, look, I really want to, I really want to watch this guy. I'll give you a great example. Pete Werner from Ohio state was a linebacker that I really, really liked, but he wasn't at the senior bowl cause he had played a long season. And so I was like, I really want to study him to make sure. So I left him out of the first 100 studied and watched about three or four games of him was like, yeah, he should be in a hundred. So there's a lot of that. So that's what happens in the second edition. You see, you know, a few more names that, that pop in there that weren't in the first edition, but um, pretty proud of it. So go check it out. Appreciate it, Drew, for pumping it up. It's an exhaustive and exhausting bit of content. And I, I love it's in a good way for me, tough way for you because you take so long, <laughs> but I know it's a labor of love, right? <laughs> it is absolutely love. Yes, love. That's exactly what it is. My man. All right. Well, good stuff, John. We'll do this again. This has been In the Lab. We thank you all for listening.